Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. I am Pramit, joined, as always, by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. Today, we are talking about the NFC North, first division in the NFC. Uh, we're going to have our classic deeper dive into each of these teams, predictions for the upcoming season, reflections on their offseason moves, and just general thoughts. Uh, this is an interesting conference. I think I think they have a lot of teams that can perform a lot better than they did last year. And then you also have teams that I I think way overperformed, like the Packers. Um, <laughs> yeah, right they did the not bat. deserve that. Yeah. All but right. let's, uh, start, at let's start at the bottom, though. Yeah. yeah. Start at the bottom with the Lions. They were 3-12-1 and and last year. They were the third worst in the NFL. And uh, Andy, what's up? What's up with the Lions? Um, Lions are bad, man. Uh, <laughs> if you want a quick summary, that that's it. Um, they they brought in Matt Patricia two years ago. I think uh, this is the season that he has to prove he's able to coach on his own and isn't carried by Bill Belichick. Uh, he's nine twenty two and one in his last two seasons coaching here. So I I think he's definitely one of the coaches on the hot seat, and his tenure depends on whether the Lions succeed this year. Um, so so, so uh, this year they brought in Corey Undland uh, as their defensive coordinator. Uh, he coached the defensive backs for the Broncos and Eagles uh, for the past seven seasons. Uh, and he also coached with New England in 2004, at the same time Matt Patricia was also with New England. So a little bit of a Bill Belichick coaching tree uh, in, in Detroit. Um, uh, they definitely needed a new defensive coordinator. Uh, last year, they finished 31st in yards allowed and 26 in points allowed. Uh, atrocious numbers all around, to say the least. Uh, but but let's start on a bright bright spot in their offense. Um, Matthew Stafford, consistent quarterback. Uh, he what he's like what 30, 32, 33 now. I want to say. I think he's entering uh, his tenth year in the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's probably been one of the more consistent quarterbacks throughout the past ten years. You know what he's what he's going to give you. Um, and last year, at least during the first half of the season, what he gave you was very was something very very good. Um, the he led the led uh, quote unquote led the Lions to I think there were like what three four and one before yeah. he before yeah. he got respectable injured. Respectable record. I mean, not, yeah. not, not then, great, but it wasn't terrible. And then the Lions just lost the rest of the games after that. So. Uh, like, I don't think it was necessarily his fault. I think he was doing an amazing job carrying that offense. Um, but unfortunately, with his injury, uh, that, that offense just went to complete dog shit. Uh, <laughs> That's putting it lightly, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are still a couple bright spots on offense, contrary to what, what you may think based on the record last year. Kenny Galladay, uh, we kind of talked about him in our Top 10 Wide Receivers episode a while back. Uh, Kenny Galladay is probably one of the better vertical threats in the NFL right now. Uh, I believe he caught 11 or 12 touchdowns last season, uh, which was pretty close to league league lead. Um, yeah, he's he's emerged as a pretty pretty good uh, threat, a a safety bubble, uh, if you will, for for Matt Stafford, and I look for that to continue this year. Um, and then they also have a very underrated player, in my opinion, in Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, uh, he's he's consistently been like one of the league's best intermediate threats over the past two years. Uh, I think he definitely does not get the attention he deserves. Um, so he, it seems like he's always has like 
a stretch of games where he's like super dominant and I think he had like a three or four touchdown yeah, game four last touchdown year. performance yeah last year um, which which really pissed me off because I had him the entire year not last year but two years ago and he did absolutely nothing for me so I completely punted on Marvin Jones Jr. and then he comes back with a four touchdown performance so I mean I don't know I never bought into Marvin Jones Jr. but go ahead yeah, I mean, he's certainly a solid receiver. I think you could do worse with that duo. They have Kennedy, Kenny Galladay as a great vertical threat, as a great jump ball receiver, and then um, and then look for Marvin Jones Jr. coming uh, coming beneath him and uh, getting those intermediate routes. And uh, beyond that duo, uh, the pretty good duo they have, they also have Danny Amendola, who I think is a perfect complement for those two in the slot. Um, he he was like really really good for them last year. Uh, I think he had around 600 yards, which is uh, which is pretty good for a slot receiver. And when you have such great production in your other two wide receivers, so uh, wide receiver is definitely the bright spot for this offense. Um, I think they also picked up Geronimo Allison from the Packers this year. Uh, I, I he didn't really do much last year for the Packers. I don't expect him to contribute that much, but um, you know. Uh, cool name. Cool so, name. Something might happen. Yeah, something might happen. Geronimo. Uh, cool name. That's, Geronimo, yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah. And uh, for their uh, tight end, TJ Hawkinson came out to, like, as as good of a start you could have in the NFL. Uh, yeah, his first game catches. was crazy. Yeah, six catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Um, granted, it was against the Cardinals, who are infamous for being bad against tight ends, but uh and it kind of showed the rest of the year he didn't really do much but uh look i look for him to continue uh his success or to improve this season uh i think he's going to be a key part of that offense yeah i mean um, they they drafted him like number eight overall nine which is yeah. nine eight nine or nine overall yeah which is that's ridiculous like, that's nuts like yeah that, that, that guy is purely off george Kittle hype i think he also went to iowa yeah he or, went to iowa yeah or like yeah, something like that and he was just at athletic and then the entire league was like wait I want George Kittle. I want let me, George Kittle. Let yeah. me let me get this Take guy nine George overall. Kittle. Yeah, yeah they thought he would. They thought he would fit that Gronk both, Kittle mold. Yeah, both him and Noah Fant were yeah. in the same team drafted in the top twenty. I think. Yeah, both yeah. Fant was twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fant yeah, did a little better. The only thing I remember about TJ Hawkinson is that yeah, game one performance, and then he did this nasty hurdle in the Chiefs game. Yeah, and neck. he got hurt. Yeah. It was a nasty neck injury, but uh, hopefully, you know, Titans maybe take a couple years i know george did yeah so, uh, it takes a while for tight ends to develop i think he's definitely still like you can't write him off just yet and if he does pan out to be like Kittle, that's huge yeah i think he's shown signs of being a good run blocker and also effective route runner so kind of fit, fitting that george Kittle mold so uh as he gets stronger uh learns learns a bit more, watches a bit more film i i think i think he has all the tools to improve maybe not to george Kittle level but like certainly a very dependable tight end yeah uh, and then uh, the Lions actually drafted a running back this year. Carrion Johnson was not doing it for them. Uh, they drafted DeAndre Swift out of Georgia in the second round. Uh, I'm not too sure about his scouting report per se. Uh, does does anyone pass know? Pass catcher. I know. I know he's a good pass, pass catcher. catcher. Pass he's, catcher. He's a little yeah. smaller, so maybe not okay. in the power back mold. Maybe more of a dual. Okay. So so he he'd probably be a good complement to Carrion Johnson. Uh, probably like a dual dual threat running back. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. dual threat backfield. Yeah. So how's their offensive uh, line though? 
Uh, their offensive line, it was actually decent last year. I think they were uh, like they were ranked number 11 last year, but they lost uh, some of their key players. Uh, they lost, let me see, it was Taylor Decker, I believe. Oh, no, Taylor Decker is still there, but um, uh, Graham Gas- Glasgow, uh, their right guard, and their right tackle, Rick Wagner, both moved on to free agency. So it will be kind of hard for that offensive line to get adjusted. Um they didn't really add any key pieces this year as well. So uh, the offensive line is certainly going to be a question mark going forward. Uh, they did add a fourth rounder, I believe, in Logan Stenberg. Uh, he's, his scouting report is that he, he has excellent power and size, uh, but it's, uh, it's an undeveloped talent right now. So I, I, don't, I don't have high hopes for their offensive line, probably meddling offensive line next year. Uh, and then the defense, uh, like I said, it was are, really. Are we talking the Lions team. defense, or are we talking about the Patriots defense here? Two for real. <laughs> yeah, for uh, real. yeah. The the defense is not good. Thirty uh, first in yards allowed last year, twenty sixth in points uh, points allowed. Um, their their defensive line isn't generating enough pressure. Uh, you know, Matt Patricia, being the defensive minded coach he is, like you would expect more more potential and more results out of that defense, but that's simply not been the case. Uh, they did add Jamie Collins this year, um, like Roa said, uh, an ex-Patriots player. I think one um, more, right, Promise? They added Danny Shelton as yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, that's, and that would him. help that, that defensive line because he's a big boy. Yeah, uh, their linebacking crew was not very good last year as well. <laughs> Again, a common theme you'll hear is, they were not the defense was not very good, but hopefully Jamie Collins can be a weapon for their defense. Uh, I know he knows the system well, being from the Patriots after all. So look for him to make some immediate contributions. And uh, I think probably their best position group is the secondary. Uh, even after Darius Slay left for the Eagles, uh, they did draft Jeff Okuda in the third round, or not in the third round, as a third overall pick. Uh, now that's that's a pick. That's a questionable, questionable pick, but that's a topic topic for another podcast. Um, Okuda was widely regarded as the number one corner, so uh, you hope he can make an impact, uh, sort of like Marshawn Lattimore did on the Saints two years back, because um, this defense needs some serious patchwork. It needs any help it can get. Yeah, um, they also did sign Deron Harmon. From yeah, the also from the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, another another Patriots player. So uh, I I think De- Harmon was pretty solid for the Patriots. Uh, Promise. Yeah, I mean he that. well he's like known for always making like a game ceiling interception. That pick against okay. the Steelers comes yeah, to mind. The Steelers, the but he, he did that like plenty of times over the years. So I mean we'll see if the Lions find themselves in any situations where. Like a pick would they need a game, game for game them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this the outlook for this season. I I think they would be happy at like five and eleven. Um, they they didn't get any significant pieces. The defense is probably not going to be like bottom bottom of the pack, and offense will probably be like t- middle of the pack. So five and eleven, I think, is a reasonable um, expectation for them this this next season. Yeah, I think they can go a little higher as long if Stafford stays healthy the whole year. I think they'll they can. Yeah, with a new running push. back, maybe. But you yeah, 
maybe push to like seven. But maybe. at the same time, they could still know. they could still also yes. fall down. Yeah, I mean, there's I have, not much hope here. I have pretty high hopes for their offense, considering how good Stafford was last year before he got injured. Yeah, he had a solid TD to intercept interception ratio as well as uh nice um air, air yards per pass attempt. So along with TJ Hawkinson's improvement coming this year, as well as the addition of um Swift in the draft, I think. That will especially especially be good for Karrion Johnson, who we all believed was supposedly the next Camara. And when he went on the field, he was exceptionally good, but he just couldn't stay healthy. So I think this will definitely improve their run game immensely with keeping Karrion healthy as well. I don't know. I kind of I kind of have given up on Karrion at this point. Yeah, yeah but like the did. problem and, and, was and the Lions Lions must have as well. They drafted. Yeah, uh, they drafted. Back yeah, they drafted a running back when when Carryon was supposed to be their future, at least like two. No, two like years on ago. the f- when he's on the field, he is very good. It's just that he can't stay healthy at all. So I mean, if so they if can manage. His- yeah, you can't bet on someone to stay healthy that hasn't stayed healthy. So, yeah, so it's if unlikely. they manage, if they can manage his workload, then I think both him and Swift will succeed. Yeah, I mean the offense is definitely. I think the offense can contend to be like an average, like. Even above average offense. Maybe I, I can, yeah, I can see the case that they become a top ten offense. I yeah. think they definitely have the tools too. Yeah, I don't know just... if they have the coaching though. They have Matt Patricia back yeah. there. I think Daryl yeah, Bevel true. is their offensive coordinator. I don't know. Yeah, Daryl Bevel. He he wasn't too great last year. So I don't see that changing. I mean, you need, you just a, need Stafford taking. You need over. a young, you need a young, attractive white male that knows Sean McVay to be your <laughs> offensive minded head coach. And then Otherwise, all of a sudden, you'll be a top five offense. Yes, guaranteed. Yes. Guaranteed. Ryan Gosling looking at us. <laughs> uh, is that enough about the Lions? That's yeah, yeah, that's enough Lions. about the Lions. Um, now let's let's go to a yeah. team that was somehow eight and eight last year. They were eight and eight. I have the, no idea how. Wait, really? They the were Bears? eight and eight last year. We're talking the about Bears. the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky led Bears. Yeah. That's, oh my that god. is all correct. Oh my god, that's all correct. They were eight tell and eight me, last year. Tell me all about it, Ishis. Ishis, how did that Dude. happen? Um. Yeah, I'm not super motivated for this discussion. <laughs> but yeah, um, so about the Bears, I mean, their strong point is their defense. It is the main, re- the main thing keeping them alive in any game whatsoever. And this is especially because they have many playmakers, uh, mostly the main one being um, Khalil Mack, who they traded for two years ago for two first-round draft picks and a third, I think. With yeah. the Raiders, and ever since he came to the team, the first year he came to the team, they went off. They, I think, finished twelve and four, with yeah. a first. Uh, they won the division, and sadly lost in the playoffs to Double Doink, Cody yeah. Parkey, yeah. and Nick Foles. That was ridiculous. Cursed kicker. But I, had them, was... I had them pick for the the Super Bowl, by the way, that year. That defense. Yeah, was I, I did not really. I mean, defense was legit, dude. Was, yeah, it was def- with Vic Fangio especially. It oh was, my god, that defense was, pretty was so special. good. Yeah, like Eddie Jackson. I think Eddie Jackson is one of one of the top safeties in the league with his range. Definitely, yeah. Um, and especially Kyle Fuller, especially um, that secondary is pretty good. So um, that year they definitely played very well, and I think their defense played so well that we didn't really notice any faults in their offense at that point. But this past year, uh, we clearly saw what that offense was truly. And it was just a shit show. It, yeah, like, they just couldn't do anything with Trubisky being their uh, drafted quarterback. And they, I mean, on paper, their roster seemed good, but 
they just couldn't seem to get anything. I don't know how they got eight and eight, but hey, it's yeah. the defense. Like the defense keeps defense. them in games. Yeah, I think we we like they also had a light schedule if I remember correctly. I remember okay. them playing some, and they got to play the Lions twice. Always, always nice. Right. But um, they they did have a pretty weak schedule. So, yeah, they um, played like the Cardinals, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Saints. The, the Saints without uh, Drew Brees, but they still lost. But you know, yeah, the Bucks as well. <laughs> no, <that happened. laughs> yeah, uh, right. So currently, to rectify the situation, the Bears have traded for Nick Foles, um, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, who is kind of moving around teams. He's that type of guy that just comes in to take the starter spot and then just leaves a little while later. So. Um, to be honest, neither of those guys are too exciting where I can feel like the Bears will be super successful on offense. They have playmakers uh, on that side of the field with David Montgomery and Terry Cohen to decently receiving backs as well as hopefully David Montgomery can emerge as a salt, like a running back that can carry the ball more than 15 times. Uh, real quick. Yeah, I think David Montgomery is a very capable running back. Just watching the games though like matt Nagy was not giving david montgomery the ball and it was so frustrating to watch you know as a david montgomery owner (laughs) uh, um i I feel like he had the talent he definitely had the talent to like be the workhorse of that team but matt Nagy was like yeah mitch you can just throw the ball you can just (laughs) air mail the ball deep down yeah and like the worst part is matt Nagy is an offensive-minded coach with i think he previously worked with andy Reid, right and he's young And he's yeah, under 35. So and he's we figured that would be oh, the main thing, but sadly, no. It's the defense and then just the shit offense. So I don't know what Maggie and Nagy has been doing. They um, do have Allen Robinson, right? So there's that. Yeah. So, Andy, where do you rank David Montgomery in terms of the other rookie running backs last year with, you know, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary? Um, I thought he was pretty much up there, like a top two, top three talent. Up there. Uh, Jacobs didn't impress me at first. Like, I... Um, but like, oh, certainly over the course of the season, I, I like really grew to like him. So I'd, I'd say Montgomery is definitely top two or three. Yeah, I think these running backs were very like similar in their skill set, but it's just the situation that dictates how they, they do play. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. Josh John Gruden was like just pounded the ball with Jacobs, and that's what yeah. you need to do with Jacobs. But Matt Nagy didn't see the same thing. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So their receivers, their main like competent receiver would be Allen Robinson. He's very good, but he's seemingly underrated due to the poor quarterback play. Um, I think he will yeah, he be had a thousand, he had, Yeah, he, he had, had a thousand, thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's on the come up this year if the offense can seem to get any traction. Um, as well as uh, they have Anthony Miller, I think. Yeah, yeah but he's like more Taylor of like a Gale. slot. Yeah. So no, Taylor so, Gable is currently a free agent. Freaking free agent, okay. Yeah, I don't think there are other wide receivers or any... Um, any notable names? Uh, one thing they do have is eight tight ends. <laughs> so I don't know. What oh my god, is. Jimmy Graham too, right? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, they drafted uh, another one in the draft as well. I don't know. God, that's ridiculous. Um, don't they still have um, Trey Burton? No, no, no. Oh, no I think he left. Oh, okay. He went somewhere else. Okay. But they're, yeah. I think this is like some. This is a situation you want to wait for training camp to be over to really decide what this team is going to be. Uh, hope I think Nick Foles is the person that we want to get that starting spot. But I he's mean, not the answer, answer, though, dude. It's he's such not a, the not, yeah, that's the concept. He's not honestly. The, he's not the guy I'd, that's gonna I'd rather have Mitch because Mitch has some upside. Like Nick oh, Foles has yeah. such a ceiling, right? Yeah, he has yeah. such a defined ceiling. Mitch Trubisky, you know, he could, you know, he could figure everything out and be good. And his floor, you know, is not that much 
it's 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 it, we already know his floor, right? So I'd rather have uh, Mitch Trubisky. His floor is last year. Yeah, I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky be the starter so that there's something, anything that would be worth turning on a Bears game. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we had this discussion like last time we talked about Ryan Tannehill, where he's one of those quarterbacks. To just Nick Foles is like sometimes he plays exceptionally well, but then he just always comes back to his like normal Nick self and just <laughs> plays pretty yeah, average. Normal Nick. Um, normal Nick. Yeah. Uh, what I want to compare Mitchell Trubisky to is uh, Blake Bortles because that was a similar situation where it just never came to fruition, and I think they really wasted those years. And I see this in a similar way here right now. Yep, I totally uh, agree. Yeah, I don't know. Right down to Allen Robinson having them both yeah. as a quarterback <laughs> and having a, um, a, a top-tier defense that led them to a 12-4 and four yeah. record. It's almost I think, perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't really know a solution to that quarterback situation. Other than, but this yeah, isn't it. <laughs> this isn't it. Yeah, um, yeah. I see this Good team. Luck. I think they can go back to. Yeah, I mean, depends how hard their schedule is, but I think nine and seven would be solid for them this nine year. Nine and seven depends. That's, that's hell. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that the offense like comes back to like something decent because last year it was pretty horrendous. So you you trust Mitch to do something? I trust or him to Nick. not be to not be as bad as he was. Like. Because this Bears de- defense is Kareem yeah. Mack is solid, and this Bears defense is one but of the they top. They did defenses. lose Vic Fangio from their heyday. They lost Vic Fangio last season to the Broncos, and they did suffer some drop off. So you know that is probably more consistent than expecting them to go back to their 2018 selves. But the talent is definitely still there. I agree. Yeah. So I would. I was. Still yeah, I don't think they lost any any key cogs from that from that defense. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm being overly optimistic, but. Like I think their f- like their worst case scenario they could be like five and eleven, but I think it's any bit anywhere between those. I don't see them going past nine and seven. That's definitely yeah. like this. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think the Lions will be better than the Bears next year. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, assuming health, but you know, I think so. There's just yeah. because they have a better quarterback, right? So yeah, that'll that'll get, that'll buy you three or four wins. Yeah. Right, much better, much better quarterback. All right, let's take a let's take a step out of the the cellar here and move. Yeah. Move into Some maybe actual playoff teams. Playoff teams. Let's go yeah. upstairs. Yeah, let's go to the Vikings. Um, the Vikings had a good season last year. Uh, they ended six. up ten and six. They ended up as a six seed, and they beat the Saints in the dome. Uh, in the as is tradition, weekend, as is tradition. Um, <laughs> and then they went to the Niners, and they got thoroughly defeated. But that's fine. You know, they were just the worst team there. But um, they had they had a. <laughs> They they had their breakthrough moment, I really do believe, with Kirk Cousins getting the monkey off his back of finally being able to win a big game, however much that, that matters. But in the offseason, their major their major move was to trade uh, Diva wide receiver Stefan Diggs to the Bills for a couple picks, including a first-round draft pick, which they then uh, eventually turned around and used on, um, I, I actually forgot his name, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, 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 Jefferson yeah. out of LSU. This guy's like a big bodied receiver, possession type receiver that'll fit in really nicely in this wide receiver two role, um, right behind Adam Thielen. Uh, I think this is the wide receiver group is again going to be a strength for them just because you have Adam Thielen and a highly drafted prospect with a decidedly above average quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I do think Kirk Cousins is the answer for this team. He can take this team pretty uh, as far as it can go, really. Uh, he's a he's 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 a borderline borderline top ten quarterback in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think he's as, like a right around ten. 
they are, they have a good offensive line. They have a good tight end in Kyle Rudolph. So they're and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Uh, his his major thing right now is he he's going to be holding out. So if you're if you're wondering whether or not to draft him in fantasy, uh, you can ask Andy how <laughs> how, <laughs> how holdouts end up how holding how holdouts end up in fantasy. I, I think I think he's uh, postponing that to next season. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, he's like he's I mean, pushing it off for later. I don't think the holdout's super real. I right think now. he's playing right now. He's I like think that's a, yeah. I think that's a poor decision for him. Honestly, he plays a pretty violent style, and he has been injury prone in the past. So um, I, I think he should get his money now. But if he wants I don't know. to, so so my argument against that is that we've saw his backup running back is Alexander Madison, and he is not only sounding like a American revolutionary hero, <laughs> but he was also like really good last year when he played when he got the chance. Um, I think that when I think uh, Dalvin Cook understands that this team is able to run the ball even when he's not the one running it. Uh, so okay, his value fair. is seems to be dependent on the line more than yeah. We saw that a lot with um, when Latavius Murray was there too. He kind of yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. And the reason for that yeah this team this team has uh, always been a zone running team. Now you may be worried that their offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski has departed to the Browns, but there is no cause for fear as Gary Kubiak, one of the original architects of the zone running Shanahan system, is now stepping in in that offensive coordinator role. He will be calling the plays, and uh, this team will again be a very zone-running heavy type team. So not much will change as far as the scheme and the style. Uh, so I think this offense is going to be a top-10 offense. They have they have weapons all around and a good quarterback. That's usually a recipe for success. On the defensive side... Wait, wait, wait. Before, before you move on to the defense, I want to point one more thing out. The Vikings actually use a fullback. Yeah, they do. And his name is CJ Ham. <laughs> yes. I just love yeah. him, dude. I just love that name. Most every time actually, I see Ham on the field. Interestingly, most most of these uh, Shanahan systems, they they try to use a fullback just yeah. to get another blocker on the field. So you'll you'll see that as a common trend. But yeah, so let's move on to the defense, as this is a Mike Zimmer coached team. Mike Zimmer has always been all about his defense. Um, they still have one of the top safety duos in um, uh, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. I believe came on strong towards the end of the season as a. Uh, as a free safety, they traded Xavier Rhodes, which I thought was a negative asset. For, or they didn't trade him; they they cut Xavier Rhodes, uh, and he's gone, which is good. At least they don't have to worry about him coming back to prior form. So I, I do think this defense is definitely the strength of this team. They they have remarkable continuity all across the board, um, with a very good linebacker in Eric Kendricks and a good uh, pass rush with Daniel Hunter. They did lose Everson Griffin. I think he signed with the Cowboys recently, yeah, maybe yeah, a couple of days ago. So I, I, as long as this team is led by Mike Zimmer and has Harrison Smith on this team, I think this defense will always be very good. So you can also chalk this defense up to being at the very minimum above average. So if you if you add those two above average components up, I think you'll get another playoff team. I think this team can also challenge for the division because I don't have that much faith in the Packers at all, as we'll get to. Um, so if, I, I could see this team going anywhere from 11-5 and five to 9-7. and seven. Uh, it's, it's a much smaller range, but I guess that's what's that's what happens when uh, you're kind of you're kind of pretty pretty defined team at this point. Your your coach is a known commodity. Your your quarterback is a known commodity. Your wide receiver and your running back they're all known commodities here. I think this will be a very unsurprising team this season. Yeah, yeah. they're also able to replace that Xavier Rhodes departure with um, first round pick Jeff Gladney as well yeah. as Cameron uh, Dancer from round three. So yeah. 
Defense is looking good. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win the division. I think I think they actually will win the division. I think they can easily go like even beyond eleven five. I think they go twelve and four. It's hard to um, go twelve and four. It is. It's tough, but I think they can do it. Uh I don't know. I seem I think I'm also a bit higher on uh Adam Thielen and how he can kind of really help the offense when he's the focal point. Um we saw like the past couple of seasons uh, when he is the main target rather than Stefan Diggs, uh, the team not only like, well, obviously Adam Thielen can handle that role, but the team has also performs quite well. Uh, I think, I think they'll actually benefit from it, a bit of like addition by subtraction, maybe a clear um, defined role. Yeah. Clear defined yeah. roles in having Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Andy, any thoughts on the Vikings at all? Or? Yeah, I mean, the Vikings are, like, always seem to be there. Like, they're always a very solid team. You never, like, known see them yeah. as... Cha- yeah, yeah. That you never see them as championship contenders, but you know they're always going to give you a very, very good, well-coached defense and uh, probably an above-average offense. So, yeah, like like you said, it's known. You know what they're going to produce for you. Um, I, I, like, I don't think they're a serious championship contender at all, but definitely definitely a division. Um, they could potentially win the division. They'll win the division, they'll beat the Saints in the playoffs, and they'll lose in the NFC Championship game to the Niners. Sounds about right. That's... Yeah, I mean, we always see those teams that are like solid defense, solid offense, consistently in the playoff, in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt. And I mean, I just don't know how these teams like push it up to like become Super Bowl contenders. They yeah, so do they just do they just like wrap it all up? Do they start <laughs> it all over? So you can't. Because... This, is what, this is like a, a worse situation of being uh, like in that ten to twenty range. They're in that twenty to twenty five range as far as like draft pick is concerned. So they'll they'll make the playoffs and they will make a little bit of noise, similar to the Titans or any anyone from the AFC South every year, or the Bengals back when they had Andy Dalton each year, and they just won't do anything. Um, Kirk Cousins will continue to command money. I think his contract is up at the end of this year. Actually, yeah, I think he re- he resigned. He resigned. Well, he resigned. Okay, okay. Yeah, for two so, years. So Kirk Cousins is the future. Um, this team is not going to not. This team has no. They have no like prospects. You know, they have they have nothing yeah. to maximize. They've already maximized themselves. They have Kirk Cousins fully realized. They have nothing waiting in the wings, unlike some of these teams with young quarterbacks or coaches who haven't yet performed well so uh yeah this is this is pretty much who they are who they're going to be yeah for the so, next couple so how, of years. how do they take that step to actually yeah so what yeah what, what puts them over the top like, like i think, think they have a good enough defense for like a good enough super bowl defense they're not so going it, over the top <laughs> they just won't no, I think they're, they have to, like, they're gonna just, ride out the rest of Kirk cousin's career and then they're gonna wait until the next lightning yeah. strikes and then it's, it's the quarterback chance. it's the quarterback yeah. no but i think teams have to like take risks so like i think zimmer's been there for a while i think with no super bowl to show for it and with a lot of skillful ta- like a lot of talent on this roster with kirk cousins dalvin cook Thielen, and but the Asad. defense the defense has been extremely good for the last no, but, like, 10, if you 15 don't, years if you don't get a ring with it you gotta try to take it in another direction coaching wise I don't know. I mean, I mean you, like, you think the coach is a problem? Not it's not a problem. It's just not enough to get a Super Bowl. Like my, Mike Tomlin, who has been a really, really good coach, hasn't won a ring since like two thousand what eight nine when he when they beat the Cardinals. Was it like ten? No, two thousand ten was the Packers. Uh, two thousand nine. Packers oh, okay, Steelers. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. two thousand nine right. or whatever. Like yeah. he, he's a great coach. His defense. He's a defensive minded coach. He hasn't won a ring in over ten years. 
is, is it time to move on from him as well? Obviously not. People have a much higher respect for Mike Tomlin just because he won a ring 10 years ago mm-hmm. on a completely different team. I think that's, I think that's a poor take. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a question. <laughs> you, did you support the Jimmy, Jim Harbaugh uh, firing? No, not at all. I hated the all. Jim Harbaugh firing. Okay. Why? Jim Harbaugh know, was the, Jim Harbaugh was the only reason the Niners became. No, good. but like okay, so in that scenario, Jim Harbaugh was a top tier coach who just was on the wrong end of retirement retirements from his players and injuries and stuff, and they just fired oh, him. But there was a this, whole bunch of like front office decisions yeah. where yeah, politics. It was a whole. It was actually more politics than. But like product. later on, you know, five six years down the road, now all of a sudden you got the Niners as Super Bowl contenders. So. Yeah, but those five, six years were tough, man. Those were my entire high school years of just sitting at home and watching yeah. fucking Blaine Gabbert throw the ball to Tory Smith on like <laughs> one one p a ten a.m. or one p.m. game on Fox. Man, that was just that sucked. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I mean, yes, yeah. it worked, but like it's pretty rare for it to work. Like, yeah, like you just said that the Vikings aren't going to win. They're not Super Bowl. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with this current what they have. Many teams are not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but you have to take risks in order to get to that spot. Like, yeah, I think the risk will just come later with the quarterback, and then maybe Mike Zimmer will move out in a couple, five, four or five years. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it happening anytime soon, especially on the coaching side. Yeah, I think okay. they're in the they're in the purgatory quarter of quarterbacks with Kirk Cousins, where they're like he's good, but not enough to get him to the Super Bowl. And I think if they like really wanted to risk it and just move on from Kirk Cousins. It would be uh, hard to do that. It would be, it would be hard. Hard, it's super so, hard to yeah. do that, but I think that's the only way that they can right now currently contend for a Super This Bowl. team reminds me, just bringing that up, this team reminds me of the Chiefs before they got Mahomes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right? So Smith. maybe next year they trade up and get like some exciting young prospect, and that's how they make their jump. But this is exactly what the Chiefs were. If you imagine Trevor Andy Lawrence. Reed, if you imagine, no, yeah. there's no way they're training up for Trevor Lawrence. But if you imagine Andy Reid as a defensive coach, that's Mike Zimmer. He's been in the league for a long time. He's very good at what he does. Um, so that could be a potential jump for them. They were kind of stuck. I think they went 12-4 and four with Alex Smith. Um, but they still were not able to make any noise at all. So that something drastic had to be done. And it wasn't mm-hmm. firing Andy Reid, even though Andy Reid had never won a ring. Ishis. Sometimes mm-hmm. firing the coach isn't always the right decision. Yes. All right. Especially <laughs> yes. when your coach is when you're in your coach is pretty good. I, I like Mike Zimmer. I like defensive minded head coaches. I'm a sucker. But uh yeah. Alright, that's enough on the Vikings. Yeah, that's Let's enough on the on. Vikings. Let us move on to the somehow thirteen and three Packers. No uh, idea how they got there. So they were number one in the NFC North last year. They were number I thought you were going to pull up NFC? some stats. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull up some stats, like number one in, in, oh. in offensive yards or something. Okay. Well, here's <laughs> no, a, here's, a stat, the here's a stat that might explain that record. Uh, the Packers last year were 9-1 and one in one-possession games. Okay, that is so, going to go back to normal. That is not going to continue next year. And that explains why their record was so good when the team itself was so not good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers took a, a fat step back, um, and I don't know if that's because of his his receiving weapons or just a product of his age. Or I honestly have no idea what happened to Aaron Rodgers, but it wasn't the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to seeing. Um, and in terms of addressing the offensive weapons and giving Aaron Rodgers help, this team has done absolutely nothing. Uh, I feel Almost like negative. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, they've done even worse. So, first of all, they didn't focus any part of their draft in adding receivers uh, for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. 
Uh, they have Devontae Freeman, or sorry, not Devontae. <laughs> they have Devontae Adams. The better uh, Devontae. Yeah. yeah, the much, much better Devontae. We talked about him earlier. And elite route runner, one of the best in the league. And behind him, they have absolutely no one. Uh, this wide receiver class to the rookies was super deep, and the Packers did not take advantage of that at all. Uh, they did sign Devin Funches, who's a big-bodied receiver, who probably might have done something. I doubt uh, it. He did nothing on the Colts last so, year. Yeah, so he didn't do much of recent. He was uh, kind of an old name from a couple years back. Uh, but he also opted out of the season, so it doesn't matter. So he's not there anymore. Uh, right now, they are running with Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Valdez- Valdez- I can never say that name, right? MVS and Alan Lazard. As their <laughs> wide name. receivers, two and three. They got some great names. Uh, I don't know if the, the receivers are good, but their names are good. Uh, and that's basically it. They have Devontae Adams and some pretty weak talent besides him. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I just I just want to point out, last year, uh, Devontae Adams was their leading catch receiver with 83. And then after that, you don't see a wide receiver for the next three rankings so you have aaron jones with 49 jamal williams with 39 jimmy graham with 38 uh and then the next the next wide receiver with enough catches is alan lazard with 35 so alan Alan lazard was their second leading receiver yes you heard me right oh my god yeah so that that just goes to show this team has not done anything to help aaron Rodgers. uh we just mentioned the name aaron jones he's a great running back i think he's super talented uh, he had a lot of touchdowns last year. That's uh, why his fantasy finish was so high. I don't think that's sustainable either. Uh, but I think he's a very good running back. I think he's a bright spot for the offense. Um, and Jamal, in classic Packers fashion, sorry, the classic pass Packers fashion, they drafted a running back. Yeah, in they the drafted a running back, yeah, which is so, idiotic. So yeah, are they you have kidding a, me? They have such a talent in Aaron Jones. Uh, they have Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. Oh he's God. a good receiving back. And then they drafted AJ Dillon who is, I don't know if you've seen this guy's quads, dude. This man is a unit. He's a, he's very much built like Derrick Henry. Um, if, even if he is a unit, he won't be doing huge. anything yeah, for like but the next Yeah, there's no years. need for that. So that's just what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know why the team didn't... Dude, Promethe, are you not going to mention their first pick? Okay, well, I was going to get to that after. Okay, all right. I'm talking about this talent around him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The supporting cast. So... They didn't address the, the main need, which is getting this guy more receivers, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game. Um, and instead of getting him uh, more weapons and help, they gave him competition. They drafted a quarterback, Jordan Love, who is looks to be the future of the Packers. That's kind of the implication there when you draft a quarterback with your first pick. Um, Not only did they draft him with their first pick, they traded they up. They traded up to draft him, so, which... Yeah. I just, it's just baffling. It's a dude. baffling move. These moves they're, they're, they're trying. They're trying to be the Chiefs again with Alex Smith and Patrick. Mahomes. Dude, I just want to point difference out. Difference is they have Aaron Rodgers. Have Aaron. Okay, I just want to point out the Packers' biggest strength is their quarterback. Their second biggest strength is their run game, and they tried <laughs> to fuck. It. Their first pick was a quarterback, and their second pick was a running back, dude. Ao strength. <laughs> they're trying to bolster their strength, dude. <laughs> dude <laughs> two quarterbacks is better than one. <laughs> I mean, the, the only the explanation dual. I can see is that the the team saw how much Aaron Rodgers struggled last year and thought it was on him instead of like his receivers or I don't know maybe they're seeing something. Dude, that his receivers don't. was just not getting open at all. I don't. 
yeah, Devontae Adams was hurt for a couple games last year too. And yeah. that meant that Alan Lazard was his wide receiver one. And like that's spectacular. It's not right. That's and not they won right, that dude. I remember that 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 was the Lions, Lions game. Lions, right. It was both I mean, yeah, they did the Lions that game. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Lions um, without Stafford. But, wait, do yeah. you guys actually think Aaron Rodgers played bad last year? Or like he was 16th in many stats, including the like the, the number one stat. I forgot what it was called, but it was like the general stat used to, to evaluate quarterbacks. Just QBR, like, like, quarterback QBR, QBR. Yeah, QBR. Like a lot of that might not be his fault. Yes, considering that stuff. As well as I think at the end of the day, <laughs> um, the quarterbacks like the quarterback's job isn't to get the best stats; it's to win the games. And if they're winning the games, then I don't think there's anything you can complain but about. But they didn't win any... They, they didn't play anyone, dude. Like, who are the good teams that they... They didn't no, play like, Seahawks. Dude, even, if they don't, even if they don't play hard teams, you still... Like, average teams will still lose some of those games. Yeah, like, okay. They so they're, an above, they're an above-average team. They have a good quarterback, and their quarterback can take them, will them to victories against the Lions. He can will them to victory against, I don't know, the Raiders and stuff. I mean, they beat but the Chiefs as well. They no, beat the Chiefs without Mahomes. But I think, yeah, but when it came down to it, he got clapped by the Niners once, and then one month later, he got clapped by the Niners again. So, okay, clapped like, by the Chargers too. In terms of where, in terms of where they were in the standings, they got the first round. Like you can't take that away from them. I think going thirteen and three, no matter what schedule you have, you deserve it. Uh, and I clearly think the Niners completely outplay them both times. Like, yeah, yeah I was, those games were unreal. That, that I was, was actually, I was watch. actually pretty worried before that first Packers game. I was like, oh no, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a good talent. They have a good wide receiver. You know, they're, they're going to do something. And they did absolutely nothing. And then they said the entire week leading up to the NFC Championship game, oh, we were really insulted last time. This is going to be different. And it was as close to a carbon copy of a game as you can see between two teams in the same season. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what a top quarterback, that's not the kind of showing that a top quarterback puts out in the NFC Championship game. No, but I think you can't just blame him for all that. I think I don't think you should give him credit for everything, but I don't think you can't pin him off as like terrible, like or like fallen off. I think he's still yeah. So that, that's my point. I don't think he's fallen off either. I, I also his, don't think he's fallen off. His his struggles were, I think, really just based on the fact that he had no one to throw to, and when well you look he at that, did have Devonte, but be, no one to throw to, throw to behind Devonte. behind Devonte. and yeah and yeah. having just one guy is going to obviously have all the coverage on that one guy and even the best route runner in the world can't outrun like what triple coverage or whatever double coverage every time so it's going to be tough uh that's why i don't i don't understand how a front office can see that and then decide to draft a quarterback in the first and a running back in the second and not even a pass catching running back like a power back it's uh, I doesn't I don't get it. Did they draft any receivers? I don't no, know. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. They do did anything not address the position at all. Okay. Which is which is not baffling. Yeah. Uh, defensively, the team was middle of the round, middle of the pack. They uh, middle I think of they, the pack, middle of the pack. <laughs> yes, yes, that was intentional. Uh, <laughs> talk about the middle of the pack first. Talk about their linebackers just for them. Yeah. <laughs> What they have Zadarius Smith. Uh, he's good. He's good. And Preston good. Smith. The yeah, Smith Preston brothers. Smith. They are uh, good pass rushers. Uh, they have J.R. Alexander as well, who is very a very good cornerback. Yeah. Um, they had Adrian Amos from the Bears. Um, pretty big with the safety. Um, they also had Kevin King, who led the team in uh, interceptions last year with five. So their secondary is very solid. Dude, 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 you forgot. You forgot Darnell Savage. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was a safety. Too. 
from the University of Maryland. From the University of Maryland. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. the turf. My bad. No, but he he's does. also good. He is good. Yeah, he is good. Uh, they also had, what was his name? Blake Martinez. Yeah, he moved yeah. on. Yeah, he he moved was down. the leading leading tackler yeah. for them last year. Yeah, so he was a huge piece that I think they they lost. So that's not uh, that's not and ideal. Again, deal. probably not replaced. If I had to guess, <laughs> middle linebacker. Let me pull up their draft picks. Yeah. Okay. Promise. Keep going while you yeah. just checks that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying. The, the defense was middle of the pack. The rush game last year was was really good. Um, I I don't see this team being anywhere near as successful in terms of their record. Like I said, nine and one in one possession games is not sustainable. Uh, I don't think the running game is going to have as much success and the team has done nothing to improve the passing game from last year. Uh, it just all depends on if Devonte Adams can stay healthy. I think it'll be a huge help for Aaron Rodgers, but you can't bank on on that on the health of one guy being your like main offensive. Um, I think they could also maybe be banking on MVS taking that step, similar to how Devonte took that step, which is not out of the realm of possibility, but it's just yeah. uh, it's he hasn't a, shown anything. That's he hasn't shown it though. Yeah, MVS has shown like deep deep ball prowess, and that's about it. Like every well, time like, I feel but like I feel like that was just one game, and then like the everyone Bears. was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like oh he's the future, he's the future. And then so, he doesn't do anything for the next three, four games. Do you think it'll be Alan Lazard who's no, expected to be that second? I do not. I think it will be. It's going to be I, Alan. I think Lazard. it will be. Oh my god! I if think it, it is Alan Lazard, this team is not. This is barely making the wild card. If Alan Lazard is their second option, dude, all he has to do is shave his head, and they can be Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You should see what you got on those draft picks. Oh sure. Okay. For round one, uh, Jordan Love. Round two, AJ Dillon, running back. Round three, they picked up a tight end. <laughs> round five, kind round of five. Graham. <laughs> yeah, round five is a linebacker. So, okay. and then they got a bunch of offensive linemen. So I don't. Offensive linemen is another strength of theirs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. David Bakhtiari always good. Yeah, uh, Bulaga. Can't remember on the, the team. other Bula- guy. Yeah, Bulaga's on the Chargers yeah, Bul- now. Bulaga's on the Chargers oh, now. Oh yes. Yeah, and the linebacker was an outside. He's on insights. <laughs> so like, okay. that's not even what they were. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with this draft. I'm just confused. All, this team confuses me. I, all I their know. picks were already like filled up with yeah. decent talent. Yeah. This team so. just this team irks me. I feel uh, one thing that I'm super tired of is that every time Aaron Rodgers comes to play the Niners, the entire week before is just talking about oh Aaron Rodgers is finally going to take revenge for the Niners passing on him in 2005 and letting him <laughs> fall tumble all the way to the 23rd overall pick and the insult and shame that he felt and every single time we play him with anything dude, I don't the line, the last we have knocked him out of the playoffs three times in a dude, row dude I don't remember the last time he beat the Niners like he beat the Niners uh last season not this oh, season, oh when they were like on, okay when they were shit yeah when yeah. the Niners were pure trash with C.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beathard behind and it was still no, a actually, very close game that was a good game I remember that but anytime the Niners and the Packers play and it's something meaningful Aaron Rodgers yeah. talks the entire week about how he's finally gonna get them back and show them what they missed out on you know what I don't I'm fine you know Aaron Rodgers I don't want. I don't want that on my team right now. Give me the Italian stallion. Give me the Italian Give me stallion. G. Like I'd rather have. Yeah, I don't yeah. want. I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of him. He can. He can stop talking about the Niners. It's ridiculous. Oh man. Uh, I predict this team is going to go ten and six, nine and seven. I think they're going to be a, a wild carder this year. Yeah, I, 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 I can see them winning the division depending on how bad the the Vikings are. But I think this is definitely a two horse race at the top. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, both teams are again kind of known commodities. It's not a very exciting division. Yeah. Um, as evidence why we did it first, but <laughs> yeah, not much, not much to say here. Ten and six, eleven yeah. and five seems like the the prediction. Yeah. I mean, I think the winner of this division could end up getting the first round by, considering like the Rams, Seahawks, and Niners. The... They're all in the same division. But no, it's the first. The it's now. It's the now the first have. overall. Like, oh um, yeah, you oh, need to be number one. An extra wild card. Yeah. Oh, so like this year? Is it this year or is it next? That's year? this year. That's this. Yeah, that's this, this year. year? Oh, yes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah, they're not. I don't think they're getting that by. Yeah. Yeah. Hate to uh, burst your bubble here. Oh, Andy. That's a good one, dude. <laughs> Huh, yeah, any, we just any, gotta end on that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't even want to ask for final words. I think we're good on that. Just hear the, hear the, hear that pun, and then s- click the link in the description to support this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to do. That's all you got to do. Check out the link. You know what to do. Uh, we will come back with some NBA content. Exciting stuff happening in the first week of the playoffs. Uh, more NFL content coming up because the season starting in three weeks. Super, super exciting. Uh, But until then, we'll catch you in the next episode. See ya!